You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. This is Erin Carey and today I'm going to be sharing an audio recording that I did with Dr. Michael Greger. I only had 30 minutes to discuss his new book, How Not to Age, and we actually covered that interview in about 22 minutes. So this is probably going to be one of the shortest podcasts that I have aired in a very long time. Now, if you are familiar with Dr. Michael Greger, he is the founder of nutritionfacts.org. I follow him on Instagram under Nutrition Facts. And let me tell you something about Dr. Michael Greger. He is a very firm proponent of a plant-based diet. If you have listened to my podcast for a while, if you have read anything that I post on Instagram or anything on my website, I am not really a proponent of a plant-based diet. I know that plant-based diets are having a moment. And for me, when I read his first book, which is How Not to Die, I was still trying to figure out what would be the best way of eating for me, for my mental health, to feel energy, to feel better, to clear up the brain fog. And I really do love the way he puts information out there. And I do love hearing about all of the beneficial plants and the ingredients in plants that we have in abundance here on earth that we don't normally take advantage of in our modern diet. And so I really appreciate his perspective. Due to my own health history, my own unique needs, and the training that I have done through integrative nutrition and functional medicine, I have turned to more of a, I wouldn't say meat-based, but I would say an omnivore approach to eating to where when I added in grass-fed beef, that was a game changer for me. I felt like I was getting more nutrients. I felt better. I have a friend who I have interviewed on the show before. It was a couple years ago. She's the opposite. She used to eat more of an omnivore diet. She works out a lot, lifts a lot of heavy weights, and she has made it work with a mostly plant-based diet, though she does add in, I believe, butter and some cheese. So, so she does include those things. So it is possible to feel good on a plant-based diet. I am not anti-plant-based diets. I'm really for whatever diet is going to make you feel that you are living your best life. And when I say diet, I'm talking about way of eating. I'm not talking about your calorie counting. In fact, if we really want to go down that rabbit hole, and I'd be happy to because I've got a whole bunch of minutes to spare since the interview was so short, but I am very, very much against low calorie eating, especially if it's going to be restricting the nutrients that we need to fuel our cellular metabolism, which are a great important blend of fats, proteins, and carbs. And a lot of people on a low calorie diet are eating foods that might be low on calorie. Remember calories mean, all calories mean it's the units of energy in a food. So you're limiting energy to your body for your body to do what? Starve? No, no thank you. I am still very much anti that. I know that there are all sorts of popular diets still out there today that has women eating under a thousand calories a day with pre-made processed foods masquerading as health when they are really just nutrient poor dieting foods that are going to mess up your metabolism, mess up your hormones, and really injure your adrenals in the long term. So I am all about getting enough food 
for all of the needs of our bodies. And our bodies have a ton of needs as females. Let me just remind you, your body is changing if you still have an active menstrual cycle four different times a month. In fact, I was just reading some research that it talked about how your brain itself can change up to 25% throughout the month with just those cycle fluctuations from follicular to ovulatory to luteal to menstrual phase. So it's important to know what works for you to feed your body well and to not restrict energy from your cells. Your cells need energy to function, to fuel you, or you're going to stall out and then you're going to be stuck going, well, I don't know. I don't eat very much. So why am I gaining weight? It happens. All right. So let's get back to Dr. Gregor because I think I've wasted enough time on my opinions. I'm really excited for you to listen to this interview and form your own conclusions because he does bring up some great information and there are some things that he talks about that I've never heard before. So I am interested in learning more about his the information that he's gathered through his book and learning more just in general as I continue to study all the wonder of the, the nutrients that we have in plants. All right. So a little bit about Dr. Gregor. He is a physician, a New York Times bestselling author, and internationally recognized speaker on nutrition, food safety, and public health issues. He has lectured at the Conference on World Affairs, testified before Congress, and was invited as an expert witness in the defense of Oprah Winfrey in the infamous meat defamation trial, if you remember that one. In 2017, Dr. Gregor was honored with the ACLM Lifestyle Medicine Trailblazer Award. He's a graduate of Cornell University School of Agriculture and Tufts University School of Medicine. His first book, How Not to Die, became an instant New York Times bestseller. He has videos on more than 2,000 health topics freely available at nutritionfacts.org with new videos and articles uploaded every day. And this is what I find so fascinating. And I really love to learn about him, but all proceeds he receives from his books, DVDs, and speaking engagements are donated to charity. So I cannot wait for you to check out this interview. You are going to learn a lot and you're probably going to have to slow this recording down in order to do so. All right, here's the interview. All right, Dr. Gregor, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you on. So excited to be here. Yeah, now I remember when I first read your first book, How Not to Die, that was a game changer for me and how I viewed health and nutrition. Before that, I was a yo-yo dieter. I only Mm. ate healthy when I was on a diet. I didn't really get that food is helpful for your whole body. And you were a heavy influence on changing that mindset. And so I'm really excited to unpack what's going on with this new book. And so can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Sure. My aim with How Not to Age was to create the most comprehensive anti-aging book ever written, covering every possible strategy for slowing down the aging process for the longest healthiest lifespan based on the best available scientific evidence. And the good news is we have tremendous power over our health, destiny, and longevity. And the vast majority of death and disability is preventable with healthy enough diet and lifestyles. Yeah. So let's talk about just aging in general. Typically people think about aging in negative terms. It's, it has a negative connotation. And I think it's because we're seeing so many people struggle with chronic diseases as they age. Is there evidence that we can age healthily and gracefully? Absolutely. It's not just about uh, lifespan, but health span, which is a period of life spent free of chronic disease in good physical and mental health. Um, And uh, thankfully, the same kind of diet and lifestyles that improve lifespan also improve health span. 
uh, based on studies of identical twins, only about 25% of the difference in lifespan between people is based on genetics. So we have tremendous control over, uh, over our health destiny. Ooh, okay. I want to, I want you to repeat that again. How, what's the percentage? That's based 25% on based on studies okay. of identical twins, 25% of our lifespan is determined by genetics. So what can we do over the majority of which we may have some control? Well, we can look to the blue zones, these areas of exceptional longevity around the world where they all center their diets around whole plant foods. So minimizing processed foods, meat, dairy, sugar, egg, salt, while maximizing fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, beans, split peas, chickpeas, and lentils, uh, nuts and seeds, mushrooms, herbs and spices, basically real food that grows out of the ground. These are our healthiest choices. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of listeners, this is, you know, audio only, but I'm looking at your tie. Can you share what, what's on your tie right now? Is broccoli, it broccoli tie. Oh, I didn't know okay. it was audio only. All right. What's the uh, point we're on a broccoli clips, tie but, yeah. if people can't see it? Yeah. Tell me about your broccoli tie. What, what, why, why would you be wearing a broccoli tie? Well, because people send me broccoli ties, but uh, <laughs> so it's like a free tie, but no, I want to, you know, I'm not going to get my check from big broccoli if I don't go around pimping the pimping the vegetable. I mean, come on. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's talk about vegetables. I'm a big fan. That's, that's been a game changer for my health and just adding in more, like you said, things from the ground, whole food sources of everything. Love it. What are the anti-aging eight foods? Oh, the anti-aging eight is uh, kind of my, uh, uh, to kind of complement the daily dozen, which I talk about in how not to mm -hmm. age. Um, and so basically it's um, kind of specific foods and actions that offer really the best opportunities to slow aging and improve longevity. Um, uh, and so in terms of anti-aging foods, according to the data from the global burden of disease study, the largest systemic analysis of risk factors for death and disability in history, the largest life expectancy gains would be expected from eating more legumes, beans, split peas, chickpeas, and lentils. So there's one thing we could add to our diet. It's beans or lentil soup, hummus. This is presumed to be because they're most con the concentrated sources of prebiotics like fiber and resistant starch, which mm. feed our probiotic good bacteria in our gut like lactobacillus and bifidobacteria, which make beneficial postbiotics like butyrate and acetate, which are absorbed through the colon wall into our bloodstream, circulate throughout our body, even cross the blood-brain barrier, decreasing inflammation, boosting immunity, improving muscle mass and frail individuals. Legumes rule the roost when it comes to per serving basis, though on an ounce per ounce basis, nuts are actually associated with the lowest risk of premature death compared to any other food group. So I recommend a palm full of walnuts a day. Hmm. Dark green leafy vegetables earn their place in the anti-aging aid as the vegetable most associated with a longer lifespan. The nitrates in greens can mm. improve age-related declines in muscle and artery function and slow our metabolic rate. Yeah. And the sulforaphane and cruciferous vegetables like broccoli can improve immune function and boost the detox enzymes in our liver and airways. Berries are in their place as the fruit most associated with a longer lifespan. I talk about the benefits of amla, which is dried Indian gooseberry powder, and the anthocyanin pigments in berries thought to yeah. account for their benefits for cognitive function eyesight, inflammation, blood sugar, artery function, and cholesterol. Though they get cleared from our bloodstream within about six hours, so I recommend dosing every meal with berries, which would be a great oh, wow. dessert, or hibiscus tea or savory sources like 
purple cabbage or purple sweet potatoes. And is that because the anthocyanins, those, the colors, the rich colors impacts are as, do they act as antioxidants? Is that what you said? They are what is thought to offer benefits for our brain, our eyes, um, uh, inflammation, blood sugar, artery function, and cholesterol. Okay. That's all. So you're saying berries every meal. Berries or some source of these berry pigments every meal. Okay. Okay. And so purple sweet potatoes, berries, purple cabbage, any of those. Red cabbage. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good stuff. Or yeah. hibiscus tea. Just drink some hibiscus tea with your meals. Yeah. That, and I think a lot of cultures do that and we don't really do that here. So I think that that's. Well, there's no excuse. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> right. What about um, fermented foods? Where do they, how do they improve our longevity? Well, the concern with uh, certain types of fermentation is too much salt. So, for okay. example, production of sauerkraut to to prevent the um, uh, the the growth of bad bugs, you have to add a lot of salt, um, mm -hmm. and that's too much salt. Um, uh, so, I encourage people to, if you are going to use something like sauerkraut, you really have to rinse it. Uh, you know, put it in a strainer and rinse the heck out of it to get rid of excess sodium. But there are other types of fermentation, like. Um, fungal fermentation of soybeans into something called tempeh, mm -hmm. um, uh, which uh, doesn't involve salt and has the added benefit of the spermidine and ergothionine, these so-called mm -hmm. longevity vitamins um, that you would miss out on if you weren't eating a fungal fermented foods or some other kind of fungi like mushroom. Yeah. Let, let's talk about uh, spermidine and how that plays a role with autophagy. Yeah, so uh, spermidine out of a thousand life-extending compounds among the small subset with the fewest side effects, spermidine um, causes the largest documented lifespan extension ever. Mm. Um, and it does that by boosting autophagy, which is this house cleaning process, which rids the cells of cellular debris, which may play a role um, in the aging process. Um, and so although our bodies can make spermidine, um, our um, levels in our body drop by as much as half by the time we reach our 50s. So can be thought of as a, uh, as a, uh, as a kind of an anti-aging vitamin. When we're young enough, we can make all we need. But as we get older, we may need to start supplementing our diet with spermidine-rich foods to boost autophagy um, uh, into old age. What are spermidine-rich foods? Beans are the primary source are the highest natural sources. So uh, number one is tempeh, but also mushrooms. Green peas, wheat germ, probably the most concentrated source, and the cheapest source, costing as little as two cents per milligram. I recommend 20 milligrams of spermidine a day. That is fascinating. And you know, while we are on the topic of mushrooms, this is such a great time for me to pause and share with our listeners our sponsor for today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Trumetta. Trumetta is a premium supplement company based out of California that strives to make self-care easy. And one of their great products is a product that I am loving and it is mushroom coffee. This mushroom coffee is a must for your morning routine. It isn't gonna taste like mushrooms, I promise. It tastes like coffee and it tastes like good coffee. This organic premium coffee blend has lion's mane mushroom for productivity. It has reishi mushroom for immune support, cordyceps to boost your energy, and of course it has some caffeine to give you the kick you need every day. I am a person who is constantly on the go. And while I don't like to rely on caffeine, it definitely is something that can help my brain get focused and productive. And this mushroom coffee definitely does the trick. 
like in a way that I really didn't expect until I tried it for myself. And so I encourage you to take advantage of this offer that I am making available to my listeners because you won't know until you try it for yourself. I love having my mushroom coffee in the morning. I love it mid-morning. I even love it after lunch and I blend it up with some cinnamon. I usually put some coconut milk in there. I've had it hot. I've had it cold. It's really good stuff. I promise you will feel an uptake in your productivity every time you drink it. So start your 2024 healthier with Trumetta Mushroom Coffee and see for yourself how it helps you focus so you can get stuff done. This offer Trumetta is offering my listeners is the best deal to date. You will get a free electric mixer and 40% off the coffee plus free shipping in the U.S., when you go right now to trumetta.com slash spark to fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. That's T-R-U-M-E-T-A.com slash spark. Now, Dr. Greger, you mentioned legumes. What about people who say that beans and legumes are irritating to them? They make them gassy or cause stomach issues. Is there a way to better digest these things? Absolutely. They can start low, go slow. And uh, um, they obviously just don't have the microbial machinery to deal. They don't have the fiber feeders. Mm -hmm. You've been slathering your guts with, you know, cheeseburgers and milkshakes your whole life. Mm -hmm. You have such a bad microbiome that you're not going to be able to handle healthy foods. So you have to populate the growth of these healthy fiber-feeding bacteria like lactobacillus and bifidobacteria. And you do that by eating prebiotics, by feeding them with what they eat, resistant starch, dietary fiber. Um, So you may have to start slow and even adding like a, you know, spoonful of chickpeas to your daily diet and slowly ramp up. Most people can just start eating lots of legumes without a problem. But if it is causing problems, then start slow. Yeah. Okay. Well, and in your book, you talk about the 11 pathways for aging in our body cells. How do we shake that up and, and disrupt that process? Yeah. So these are the kind of the 11 most promising pathways for slowing the sands of time, ending each with kind of practical proposals for targeting them naturally with diet and lifestyle changes. So we're talking about boosting the anti-aging enzymes and hormones like AMPK, FGF21, sirtuins, and telomerase, while suppressing the pro-aging enzymes and hormones like mTOR and IGF-1, decreasing glycation, inflammation, oxidation, senescence, while preserving autophagy, our telomeres, and slowing the so-called epigenetic clock. I know these are all kind of fancy-sounding scientific terms, but I really do try to kind of break it down into easily understandable, you know, doable, practical takeaways. Yeah, no, I like that. I mean, we hear a lot of those buzzwords like oxidation. We hear about that a lot. And what was the other one that you said? Cannot remember which one. Um, but yeah, what? why should we care about something like oxidative damage or oxidative stress? Because oxidation plays a role in many of the age-related diseases, such as, you know, arthritis, um, cataracts, on down the list, premature hair, graying of hair on down the list. So yeah, so oxidation is important, but easy squeezy. We can um, reduce uh, the free radical production within our mitochondria by aerobic exercise and what's called methionine restriction by decreasing our protein intake. Um, and then uh, for the rest of our DNA outside of, outside of our mitochondria, we can protect it by eating antioxidant-rich foods. And berries have about 10 times more antioxidants than other fruits and vegetables beaten only by herbs and spices. Oh, herbs and spices. Okay. So you're just talking about any herbs and spices have that kind no, of No, there's property? specific herbs and spices that are particularly antioxidant rich. Um, so something like uh, turmeric, 
mm -hmm. uh, ginger, uh, cumin, uh, you know, uh, kind of on down the list, but they, they just tend to be very antioxidant rich. Okay. So spice up your veggies when you cook them. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I think cloves actually have most antioxidants mm. per gram compared to any other food substance on the planet. Really? That's super yeah. interesting. Cinnamon's very high in antioxidants. Okay. Okay. Well, I know in your book, you also talk about the optimal anti-aging regimen and it's, you know, new year, everybody's got new goals. By the time this episode airs, people have probably already left their goals behind and gone, oh, I don't know what to do. What would you recommend for anti-aging? What, what are some practical steps people can do this year to start supporting their bodies? Well, the most important thing is diet. So according to the little burden disease study, again, um, the number one cause of death and disability in the United States is the American diet. Bumping tobacco smoking is number two. Smoking mm -hmm. only kills about a half million Americans every year, whereas a diet kills many more. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, across the board. So we should stop smoking, start exercising, start eating healthier, more fruits and vegetables. Uh, and it's never too late. Never too late to start eating healthier or moving or uh, stopping smoking. We really do have the power. Okay. And you mentioned blue zones earlier. And just for anybody, I, I think most people are familiar with blue zones by now, but for those who aren't, can you explain why studying the blue zones has been helpful and, and what we can learn from them? And blue zones are areas of extraordinary longevity around the world. So for, for example, having the highest per capita rates of centenarians, those who reach uh, ages of 100. And so there's been five uh, blue zones identified. Um, and so the question is, well, what do they all share in common? So we can see kind of a common Venn diagram. And so I talked about their diets and around whole plant foods. So um, uh, there's uh, the Blue Zones organization did 150 dietary surveys um, in, uh, in looking at these blue zones and recommend eating at least 95% plant-based, avoiding uh, highly processed foods. Uh, water's the best beverage, nuts is the healthiest snack, on down the list. Um, and then uh, they also uh, have uh, social connectedness and uh, daily movement and tend not to smoke. And um, But the diet appears to be the most critical component of the uh, that accounts for blue zone longevity. Um, but mm -hmm. the, what they share in the common is that they're using legumes as their mm -hmm. primary protein source. Yeah, I'm, I think that's fascinating. And I know many people, myself included, that was just not something that I ate a lot of growing up. And so it's been hard to incorporate that. I love lentils, love chickpeas, but Fantastic. I've had to, had to learn how to like them, right, you right. know? So I think that this, this is great information and tell me a little bit if we're talking about adding in nuts, you mentioned the walnuts and I know there are cognitive benefits for that. What other nuts would be beneficial to have throughout the day? Yeah. Walnuts are really the best. So really? nuts across okay. the board have a number of benefits, but uh, walnuts are the only ones that have been found to acutely improve artery function since cardiovascular disease is the number one killer. That's reason yeah. enough. Also have uh, the highest antioxidants among common nuts, highest levels of omega-3s. Walnuts really do. Normally, it's like, well, what's the best kind of whatever? And it's like, well, whatever you'll eat. You know, it's like, what's the best mm -hmm. apple? Whichever apple you'll eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when it comes to nuts, yeah, no, walnuts really do seem to pull ahead. You mentioned omega-3s. What are some other plant sources of omega-3s that people can start incorporating? Because I know that's a big need. Ground flax seeds, okay. uh, walnuts, chia seeds, hemp seeds. Those are kind of the most concentrated sources. I recommend a tablespoon of ground flax seeds every day. A tablespoon every day. Okay. And I, you know, it's funny, I, I, female hormone health has been a hot topic lately, all over Instagram and all over social okay. media and flaxseed keeps seeming to pop up there too. So As it that's should. Just, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So 
let's talk about anti-aging serum. And you mentioned in your book, doing your own vitamin C anti-aging serum. That's a thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause it's ridiculously priced. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, it's like $120 an ounce or something, but you can make it literally thousands of times cheaper, 2000 times cheaper by just getting ascorbic acid in bulk and you're mixing three grams and 30 grams of water. And then it's a nickel per ounce. So you want to spend $120 or you want to spend five cents. Um, you know, it's that easy. And same thing with niacinamide, also known as nicotinamide. Yeah. Uh, it's even more expensive, like $240 an ounce, but it's ridiculous. It's, you can just buy it in, in bulk, super cheap and make it at like, uh, you know, 5,000% discount. Okay. So to get those secrets, you got to get the book. <laughs> no, you so don't have to get the book. You can go to the local public library and uh, get it all for free. I love it. Yeah. No, I mean, I it's, I know it is packed with information that's going to be so helpful for so many people who are listening to this. Tell me about um, the foods that wipe out the zombie cells. What are the zombie cells? Oh, so that's uh, talking about cellular senescence, which is a aging pathway. Um, our cells only uh, tend to um, uh, divide about 50 times before stalling out, at which point they secrete these inflammatory compounds um, that signal your immune system to kind of wipe them out. But unfortunately, uh, this ability to remove them declines with age, and so our tissues become littered with them. So the accumulation of these so-called zombie cells is considered one of the foundational hallmarks of aging. Thankfully, we can prevent premature senescence by averting oxidative DNA damage and potentially help clearing them by eating natural senolytic compounds in foods such as quercetin, um, um, uh, fisetin, and piperlongumine. So basically, uh, we can get quercetin in onions, apples, kale, tea, and salt-free capers. We can get fisetin in fresh, frozen, and freeze-dried strawberries. And we can season our meals with something called papali, also known as long pepper, to get piperlongumine. Okay, so still eating plants, eat more plants, plants all about is plants, a theme. But there's specific <laughs> plants, but yes, it is plants. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay, so what else are readers going to be able to get from this book? Well, whatever they want to get from the book. So, for example, so we talked about um, part one, which is the anti-aging pathways. Um, part two is talking about the blue zones. Um, we talked about the anti-aging, which is part four. Part three is where I really get to the nitty gritty. Like how do you preserve your bones, your mm. bowels and your circulation, your hair, hearing and hormone balance, your immune function and joint health, your mind, your muscles, mm -hmm. your sex life and skin, your teeth, vision, and finally your dignity and death. <laughs> I have <laughs> chapters on each. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I think all those things are so important. I hear a lot about joint complaints and just feeling people younger and younger complaining about joints and achiness and just not feeling like themselves. So you're saying that we can reverse that. We can prevent arrest and reverse certain causes of joint inflammation. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. So as far as aging goes, there's more to summarize, there's more power <laughs> to reverse these processes and to live healthily and live well, instead of being stuck saying, well, I'm just over 40. This is how it is. Preach it sister. Yeah. I love that. You've given so much information. So tell me, where can people, where can people find your book? You mentioned local library, so it's everywhere. It is everywhere. Number two on the New York Times bestseller list is where it premiered at. So it's available everywhere. And all the proceeds I receive from all my books are all donated directly to charity. Um, so you can feel good about buying it as well. 
That's incredible. Well, the question that I love to ask my guests, the name of the show is Sparking Wholeness. So if you could give one piece of advice to spark someone toward wholeness, what would it be? It would be to cut out processed meat, which mm-hmm. is a uh, category one carcinogen yeah. uh, causing colorectal cancer, which is the number one cancer killer among non-smokers. So bacon, ham, hot dogs, lunch meat, sausages, we just need to cut them out of our diet. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. Now, as far as we mentioned where we can find the book, but let's talk about your website, nutrition facts. I mean, that is packed with information. So can you just share a little bit about that before we go? Happy to nutritionfacts.org is a free nonprofit science-based public service providing daily updates on the latest in nutrition research. We have bite-sized videos, about 2000 videos on every aspect of healthy eating with new videos and articles. Articles uploaded every day on the latest in evidence-based nutrition. What a concept. No ads, no corporate sponsorships, strictly non-commercial, not selling anything. Just put it up as a public service at nutritionfacts.org. Yeah, and you're just putting out the science and you're distributing the science so the consumers can do what they want without all of the other messy stuff that gets in the way. I just want uh, you and your loved ones to enjoy the longest, healthiest life. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I think that this was informative and I knew that you would just bring the information (laughs) and somebody's probably going to have to slow this down and listen to it again. So we've got extra time for that. (laughs) But fantastic. thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time. Keep up the great work yourself. The tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.